into my basketball. Every time I rock, man, this is how we rap and raw. Peace to my man, now we got the camera out. Every time I spit it, cross over the Hello everyone, this is Josh, also known as Yashu. We made it to the 16th episode of the TOY Talks podcast. I know it's like a celebratory moment uh, for a bit too. I mean, I got to thank everyone for who's like tapping in for a while and all that. Seen like these episodes and all that, who's seen the stuff and all that. And, you know, what more can I say? You know, like I'm, I appreciate the love, the support and everything else too and all that. Like I'm probably not going to celebrate as much until I get to the 100th and all that. But, you know, this is like a full circle, a full circle moment right here and all that. And, you know, I'm just going to get it started uh, right now. You know, we have like one of the har- hardest like artists in the game and all that. Yes, rising sir. hot like just like with the music with everything like that just drops his latest project past due and all that you can get it on, on all platforms and all yes, that sir, yes, sir. you know it's been blowing up on like every show and all that like w- whether it's in the gta whether it's like out of ot and all that but yeah man i'm gonna get it started right here we have solo ys and uh 1kj in the pod How yes, are you guys sir, yes sir yes sir yeah. i'm good i'm good i'm good thank you for having me on the pod man yeah, man, nah, we definitely had to, like, tap in and all that. I mean, I was, like, listening to, like, Looking. It was, like, very dope, too. Like, actually, just today, I was, like, listening to um, Take Time with you and, like, Seiko and all that. Oh, and, like, I rocked the that's track a right gem. there. That's a gem. That's a gem. We went back and... That's a very good Shout one. out Seiko, man. He be doing his thing, man. One of the realest rappers in the city. Hardest. Yeah, man. I mean, past due, like, the project's been fire so far and all that, like... With some of the tracks right there, I mean, with <coughs> Bugs, with, like, Zero, mm-hmm. with, like, everything else, mm-hmm. too, and all that. Like, even with the visuals, it's been dope so far, you know, and we'll definitely get it started for a bit, too, you know. And so you grew up in Etobicoke, Malton, and Bowmanville, correct? Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. So what was it like uh, back then, like, in those areas at the time as a kid? Uh, so I was born in Etobicoke General Hospital, and I grew up in Malton until I was about seven. And then I moved to Bowmanville to live with my grandma. But I was, at, I was in Malton on the weekends still, like, so it was back and forth. During the week, Bowmanville school, all of that shit. Mom come scoop me on the weekend at the mom's for the weekend, back to grandma's, that type of shit. But to be honest, like, Bowmanville and Malton, two different places. Like, that's, they're like two different sides of the spectrum. Bowmanville, when I moved there, was like, I was one of the only black kids in my class, you know what I'm saying, that type of shit. And then Malton is like, I'm the same as everyone around me, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, 100 percent too. I mean, Malton, like, as far as like, the music scene is, I mean, there's like Cam, there's what Gustavo, mm-hmm, Guapo, mm-hmm, and all that. Mm-hmm. And then if we're just talking about like Durham, like on a big note, I mean, you have what Keisha Fresh and all that. Uh, you have I think I don't know if uh, Melo Griffith is from like, yes, Austria. sir, yes, yeah, sir, he's from Ajax. Ah, uh, true. And then I mean, you have like some influencers too, and all that, like Sissy Banana, and then like you know some of the main producers like Boy Wonder and all that too. Mm-hmm. So. Like, from those areas growing up, were they big for music at the time or just as a community and all that? Um, uh, Growing up, nah. I wouldn't say Durham wasn't really, like, a music spot. Like, hip-hop. I'll give Rock bands are blowing up. Country artists are blowing up from over there all the time. But it was more those type of genres. It wasn't really a hip-hop scene. Nowadays, there's a hip-hop scene. Like, shout-out Peter Jackson. Like, he helped make a little bit of a scene. He made the scene real big for the east side, like, Durham region. Got to give him the love for that. But... Yeah. Too. And like I, he's been doing like big shows uh very like recently and all that. Mm-hmm. Like Tony Ayo and all that, like Davies. Um, I mean he's working with Sean Paul right now and like I think he's a guy. He's, he's a guy trying to do like uh Ice Cube and I think Exhibit and all Exhibit that. Exhibit so. right now, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, man. He's a guy still. He's bridging that. Other than Drake, there's no other artist, no other nigga from the city that brings artists from the States to Canada like Peter Jackson. 
Got to give him his love. I'm sure. Have you managed to do some of his shows and all that? Like, oh, I've I've been doing shows with Peter Jackson since years, years, oh, years, years, years on years. Me and him been tapped in for years now. That's like a big bro to me. He helps me. He's like, you know what I'm saying? He's like a mentor in the music game for me. Hundred percent, too, man. And you know, just like getting back onto track right now. I mean, what was like your childhood like? And was it like a very great experience uh, growing up? And what were you like around those times? Childhood. I had a good childhood, you know what I'm saying? I was more mostly playing sports, basketball. I was really into basketball. Played basketball all my childhood. Um, was in the church singing. That's what really got me onto the music. Always loved to like, I always love music. I always love making melodies. I always love singing, that type of shit. Childhood was great. No, I understand too, man. And, you know, talking about like basketball uh, for a bit too, like I watched like I think like one of the interviews and you said like you almost like made it to... I think like college ball and all that uh, for a bit oh, yeah, too. Played, so yeah, 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 I played college ball. I played college ball out here. I did do my tryouts in the states and stuff, but I didn't get full scholarships. And then I didn't. My family didn't have the money to like put behind that for me to go play yeah. at those schools. So I just played over here and then yeah. got into the music heavy. No, I understand too. And you know, just like even like getting back onto like the music and all that uh, too. Um, like what was like your first introduction to music and who did you like really like listen to growing up? Uh... Growing up, Lil Wayne, that's like one of the big ones. Lil Wayne was like a big influence. He's good. T-Pain, won't lie, T-Pain was like one of my biggest influences. That's the reason I even figured out what autotune was, was through T-Pain. Um, who else? Cameron, Meek Mill, as time went on, like, you know, 2010s, Meek Mill. Those type of artists. Yeah, no, sure, too. And... You know, speaking about, like, T-Pain as well, too, like, I remembered, like, T-Pain kind of, like, made, like, a lane for, like, autotune and all that, like, even with music, too, and all that. And yeah. It made careers with, like, Max B, with Future and all that, with, you know, a lot of these, like, upcoming cats and all that, too. So do you feel like he has, like, earned his, like, flowers from uh, what he got? Or do you feel like a lot of people would have to, like, kind of, like, appreciate him, like, a little bit more and all that? I feel like he deserves a lot more appreciation. Like, people don't really give T-Pain the love he deserves, like... He made like a real big lane. Like everyone, even big singers that are actually can sing their heart out, they still have autotune on their on their tracks. When you see the tracks, you listen to them that they release, it has autotune on it. Yeah, they can sing, but the autotune is just there to make sure nothing goes out of pitch. Nah, I understand too, man. And you know, just getting back onto like everything else going on. Like aside from like basketball and like music and all that, like did you have like other initial goals that you wanted to do? Like for a career job someday, or do you felt do you feel like music was the only way that you really wanted to get into? No, I was trying to go to the league, yo. I can't even lie. I was trying to go to the league and play ball, but that's every little black kid's dream, you know what I'm saying? So that was that was the dream, and then music came into my life, and it was just like I knew it was music after that. Yeah, man. No, I'm trying to, and you know, it led to you creating like this group and all that, uh, Young Soldiers, YS mm-hmm. and all that, with Almighty Is and all that. Yes, sir. Like, I was like doing like a lot of like the research, like finding out more about it. <coughs> so, how did that come about and how was that process like starting a label and having a roster of artists, like, you know, with 1KJ, with uh, the other like YS members and all that? So, was it like a very like easy process to kind of start off with or was it like a lot of like trial and error? And I mean, I think Jay can also speak on that too and all that. Definitely some trial and error. It's trial and error with like anything you create, like anything like that, anything you, a biz, any business, it's like trial and error at the start. So I've been through trial and error, people switching up, you know what I'm saying? People not seeing the same things you see eye to eye. So it's hard to, but 
to be honest, it's like I love it. I love I love the grind. I love trying to build something, you know, of my own. You know what I'm saying? No, for sure. And was it kind of like just like a group of kids like trying to like get into the idea of music, or was it something that you had to like kind of like find on your own to find like that artist that kind of matches like your vibe and all that? Uh, with me, Izzy, and then there was a third member that I don't speak on. You know what I'm saying? Can't give him no clout. <laughs> but that third person, yeah, me, him, and Almighty Izzy's fucking room like we just came from a ball run one night and we're like yo let's instead of just making music for fun and just making random shit like what are we like who are who the fuck are we i was like i don't fucking know like you know what i'm saying like we're just in there and we're just throwing names like fucking power rangers fucking teletubbies you know what i'm saying just yeah, random ass yeah. fucking names what are we gonna be <laughs> and then we we landed on young soldiers you know what i'm saying and it's just like yeah literally it was just three mans fucking bored in a room trying to figure out what they want to be and Try to be the new young money or, yeah. you know what I'm saying? That type yeah. of shit. No, there's nothing too, man. And, you know, just getting back onto, like, the musical background history uh, for a bit too. Did you have, like, any, like, family or friends that kind of make uh, music prior to you starting in music? Um, And what inspired you to, like, even, like, take that seriously and, like, working on your craft and all that? To be honest, I didn't really have no family. Like, I have family in church, singing in church and stuff like that. But I didn't really have no family, like, trying to pursue, pursue music. It was, like... My uncles used to be rapping high in the garage, and I'm a little bit younger, so I'm, like, watching them. And then I would try to copy it, and then I was like, these niggas are ass. <laughs> like, like, you know, I used to think they were good when I was super young. And then I'm like, wait, maybe I got something, because these guys were trying hard, and I'm way better than them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, fucking dead. So I was like, that was really what got me on music. These guys rapping in the garage, and I'm just peeking in there, like, oh, this shit's actually, okay, man, can rap. Like, you know your uncles are beefing you when yeah, they see this. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm a guy. They know it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm nice with the rap. Shout out them for getting me. Like, you know what? You guys, was, you guys started it. Yo, was it like some like Drake type stuff that they were kind of trying to like rap on and all that, or was it? No, like... that's way earlier. They were like rapping on like you know like Lil Wayne, like Cannon back then. You know like um, like Jay Z type rapping and shit. Like that's yeah. what they were rapping like, and it was like you know like that rap rap. And it wasn't like really hitting as you like expected and all that. Well, I thought it was hitting until I started doing <laughs> it, and like oh no, that wasn't hitting. Yo, chill, man. And would you say, like, people like Wayne, T-Pain, and, like, you know, even with, like, uh, Cameron and all that, yeah. were they, like, your main influences, like, when it comes to your sound? By uh, comes to my sound. Those are guys I listen to. Comes to my sound, it would be, like, T-Pain. I started listening to Chief Keef is a big influence on my sound. Um, the Lil Dirks. Like, that whole Chicago era of, like, drill is, like, what I was listening to when I first started making music, really. Oh, for sure, man. And, um... As far as, like, artists, like, you've worked with, like, a lot of people, too, like, Bug, Zero, and, like, we'll get onto that, like, a little yeah, bit yeah, more. Yeah. But who would you like to work with, like, someday and all that? Like, what would, like, your dream collaboration be and all that? Dream collab. One of them, I'd say, Free Tory Lanes. Like, honestly, Free That Guy. Yeah, Tory Lanes would be, like, that's one of the guys I'd love to do a, a song with because I know we'd make a hit. Like, our sounds would go good together. Um, Uzi Vert. Have to be Lil Uzi Vert, too. Yeah, those two. I, Lil Uzi's like, I don't know. Lil Uzi's nice. Uh, would you like do like some of like the punk and like rock stuff that he's like kind of doing right now and all that? Or I would, I would do anything that if if I'm in the vibe and we're in the studio and it's and it's sounding mm -hmm. good, anything that sounds good, I'll do. Oh, for sure, man. And uh, for uh, Jay, who would you like to collab with? Like as well, definitely. Too? Say probably Tory Lanez for sure. One hundred percent. A boogie. 
A Boogie or 2C. And yeah. mm-hmm. as far as like what you've like listened to growing up and like just like your sound and all that, um, who were you like mainly like influenced by and like listening to like growing up and all I was kind of on the same vibe, like super T Pain, like you know, back when Young Money was booming with Lil Wayne and a lot of Chris Brown, you know, just artists like I was all over the place, right? Like I, I kind of listened to everything. Obviously, Tupac too. Meek Mill was a big one. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's and you know, getting on to the whole the creative process for both of you, like what are your creative processes like when making music? What would like a day in the stew be like? <clears throat> day in the stew. Uh, my creative process is it's not really too crazy. It's like if uh usually I write music from the crib, like from the crib, smoking, blunt, spliff, headphones in, right into the beat. But if it's in the studio, it's really we step in the stew, light my spliff, roll my weed play the beats, catch a vibe, maybe have some licks in there, man them, man them have their, their vibes, their girls, whatever, in the studio, and then pff, magic happens after that. Sure, man. And do you have to kind of, like, find, like, a perfect studio to kind of, like, tap through and all that? Or, like, do you have to find, like, are you capable to, like, working with, like, specific ones and all that? It's not really based on the studio. It's more based on the man behind the computer, like, engineering it. Yeah. Like, I have a specific Definitely. one, two, three engineers that, those are the only three I really trust to work with right now. Ah, uh, true. No, interesting too, man. And as far as like having like people like in the studio, is there like a cap in like the amount of people you'll have in, or like you're open to having like everyone like pull through and all that? We got some big ass sessions. Yeah, <laughs> depends on it depends on the mood. Like if yeah. I'm really locked in, like I really have something to do, like and it's for like project or something, I'll maybe go with one or two people and just lock in and, and crush some shit and create some shit. But on a regular day, it's like. If the mandem, all the artists, you know, sometimes it's all the YS mandem, you know, there might be Mellow Griffith there, there might be Bugs there, there might be Ciro there, you know. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's just artists and we just make magic in there. Nah, for sure, man. And, you know, we're just getting on to like part two right now and all that. So, brought like your music, you know, you use like auto tune, like for the most part, even like on past two, like I was like noticing that too mm-hmm. through like, Harmonizing your vocals mm-hmm. and like using that music to bring in like unique sounds. So, what made you decide on like using auto tune and if it helped you grow within your music or was it something that you know you were just like testing the waters on and all that? Auto tune, to be honest, auto tune's like I was testing when I first started because I came in rapping like just straight rapping. There was I didn't know what auto tune was for. I didn't know what T Pain was using until I figured it out. But auto tune's more an instrument to me. So like. It's just there. Sometimes you can make crazy sounds, like not even just like trying to sing. You can make some crazy noises that are good to the ear. So like autotune is just one of those things. It's just a tool, an instrument. It's just like a man, you know, a rock, a rock artist that never leaves the stage or goes to the stage without his guitar. I need my guitar. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but people also think that autotune just makes you be able to sing. No. Yeah. Like he says, the instrument. You got to know how to use it. Yeah, you got to know how to use the instrument. You know what I mean? But like, nah. Sure, man, because I've talked to, like, Soros about this on our last thing. It has to be with the capability that you could do to kind of bring in that sound and all mm. that. So let's say if you're, like, a very, like, talented artist, like, let's say, like, an LMA or her and all that or, like, Drake, you know? Yeah, yeah. Auto-tune, like, it could make sense to kind of elevate that sound too. But for someone that kind of, like, overuses it and doesn't have, like, the song capabilities, you know, singing capabilities and all that, mm-hmm. like, it might be a little bit off to some people. And you That hurts the ear. Yeah, yeah for sure. It just sounds like a whole lot of screeching. Yeah, it's not. It's a not whole it. lot of, a whole lot of waves going like this. Yeah, nah, for sure. 
But like aside from like you know like T Pain and Future, who do you think kind of like perfected auto tune like a little bit more better like within the mainstream? Perfected it. Other than T Pain, ah, uh, Tory Lanez. Yeah. Tory Lanez uses auto tune a lot, but like he can really sing. Like, but he perfected like when he uses the auto tune when you can really hear he's using it. It's because he's doing some crazy ass shit. Like he's nice. going super high. Yeah. It's like, you know, Tory. I'll say Tory. Yeah. I mean, for me, I mean. Maybe Max B and all that. Like I remembered, like when he's one of the original, the whole, like Wave Era came up and all that too. Like at first he was just like rapping, rapping and all that. But then like when you hear like the whole like Wave sound, you know, when he was doing like I think uh, the mac and cheese type stuff and all mm-hmm. that, like you kind of notice like, hey, you know, this is like going in and all that too. But you don't even know if it could be like auto tune and all that. I mean, when he was like actually singing, like it actually worked uh, pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We still wavy free Max B. <laughs> Yeah, man, nah, for sure. And, you know, to speak more on your project, like, past two, I think that's, like, the only project out, like, on all platforms. Uh, I had a, during COVID, I dropped, like, an EP. So, uh, you're right, past two is the only project I have out on all platforms. Uh, for sure. And so, what was, like, the whole, like, creative process and inspiration like? Uh, past two uh, stands for Patience Allows Superior Thinking. Don't underestimate evolution. So, basically, what that means is, like, I should have been dropped music, should have been dropped a project. I've been doing this and been, you know, I've, you know, I've had the clout. I've been posted on Six Buzz, you know what I'm saying? I've done those things. I should have gave them a body of work from a long time ago, So, it's, but it was more patience, like, waiting till I was right. I was at the right, fuck, I'll use a Pokemon reference. Like, I wasn't at my right form yet. I had to evolve, and it was time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Yo, don't come for me, like, don't <laughs> act like you guys were, I had to give the references, like, yeah. Pokemon, shout out Pokemon, it's still going. Yeah, man. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? It was just more, the project was just more like patience and now it's time and then I gave him a project. Did you feel like that anticipation could have been like a little bit more better like if it was like released before and all that or do you felt like, do you feel like even like this year was like a right time to like even like drop it and like have like people like tap in and all that? No, it was the right time because like now after that, like all the the big, big moves are here now. There's... The, the next shits, we got we got some shits, you know what I'm saying? So it was the perfect time for that to come out, let them hear me, and then they, now they're going to really hear me. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, just, like, getting onto the project uh, right now, you've worked with Bugs on this, Zero, Mellow Griffith, and, like, Casey Trills for the project. So how did those, like, come about, and how was that experience, you know, working with these people? And what advice did they give you on becoming successful, like, in the music industry, like, in Toronto <laughs> and all that? Um, to be honest, like, Mellow... No Mellow for years. So that one just came about, like, me and Mellow always be doing... We'd be in studio, each other's sessions and shit. And sometimes I'd be hopping on his shit when it's open. Sometimes he'd be hopping on mine. And that one was just... That was a hit, the one I did with him, me and you. So that's how that one came about. Bugs, that's my dog. So we more just chilling, popping out each other's video shoes, popping out each other's shows. And then I had the tape. I made a track and I was like, you know what? The suits bugs sent it over to him. He dealt with that. Boom. That's how that one. Zeros the dogs. They're all everyone on the tape. They're all like my dogs. It's not like strangers. Everyone on past due. They're part of the process. That's like the also like the premise of it. Everyone that's on that one was like someone that was we really part with them all. Like those right? are like my yeah. guys. Yeah, man. 
And especially like with Ciro and all that too, because he went like viral this year for like a lot of stuff too. It's always not viral. only not only with like the Tony Yeo stuff and all that, and like mm-hmm. all the other stuff. I mean, he was like beefing with like what Mula and like Supreme Swiss and all that, like challenging to like a boxing match and all that. So you guys don't want to box him? Nah, he can fight, fight. Yeah, <laughs> have you seen like those uh, videos that he had a while back? Like yeah, yeah. The, like I think some guy was like trying to reach to his car, speak to a shorty, and all that, and like knocked out yeah. kid, kid Four everyone, of them. like back to bing, back, bing, bing, bong. Yeah, like, shout out, shout out, girl. shout out, zero. Yeah. <laughs> you think uh, the boxing match might happen between him and Mola or like Supreme? No, no, no. If they've if see how you did your research and you're seeing how he's knocking people out, they're seeing that too. Yeah, they ain't, they ain't fighting his ass. <laughs> Yeah. Shout out them, but he's knocking them out. Yeah. Respectfully. Respectfully. Ah, <laughs> uh, sure, man. And if you had to like kind of like pick a song on that project that you really enjoyed, like it's like your favorite and all that, like which one like would it be? Ooh. Uh to be mm, my favorite one on that project, probably Big House. And it's because it was like it was the first time I did like a a reggae dance hall record. Like, cause my background is Jamaican. But I've never, like, you know, spoke Patois on, on a track. I just speak English because, you know. But that one's probably, like, my favorite one because I stepped out of my comfort zone and made a hit still. Yeah, sure. And I think one of the, like, sign- uh, signature ones, like, on that project, Introvert, you know, you actually sampled, like, speaker lo- uh, knockers, like, Lonely and all that, too. Fire. I, I had to make a good man's by my Lonely and all that, too. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's not on the project, but that one came out right before the project. Yeah. yeah. So how has he played, like, a role, like, in your music? And do you feel, like, that his impacting growth would have reached masses if he was, like, alive and all that? Oh, yeah, fuck. It's Speaker Knockers. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. Rewind. So, yo, I wasn't going to say one of the yeah, yeah, that yeah, got yeah, me yeah, on yeah, the yeah, autotune, yeah. too. Yeah. Speaker Knockers. Yeah. But um, he would be definitely one of the, the main artists that use autotune today. He would be one of the big ones. He'd be a big, he'd be a superstar right now. Yeah, and I mean, with Rico's story, Lonely, I mean, Lonely was like the signature one, but I think Rico's story, like, that yeah, was like Rico's one of the fire. biggest songs, like, everyone still talks about it to this day and all that, like, I remember, like, when I was, like, typing in for YouTube back then, like, that was, like, the only song that you could, like, see and yeah, pop up yeah, and all yeah. that, too, and all that, so I feel like if he was still alive, too, like, there would be no Dejlo for, like, A Boogie and all that, too, I feel like even if they were to make it, like, he'd be a little bit more above them. Like, yeah, because they're more. just emulations of him more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? He's the he's a GOAT, for sure. Yeah. I wish we vlogged when you made Introvert. Oh, yeah. The way that shit came off the top in the studio, and all man's looked at each other like, yo, yeah, that one's run that back. Yeah, that one's <laughs> that one's sure, man. So, yo, how did you guys, like, meet, and, like, how was, like, that process, like, getting him to, like, Young Soldiers and all that? Uh, i known him for a long time. Like, Almighty is his little bro, and him were super close. So then, as time went on, now he's big, grown man, boom, 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 he's doing music. He's always been, you know, hitting the man up, man him up, bumping all of our tracks with his hockey teams and all this. I've been seeing him do his thing. I've been listening to him. I'm like, oh, shit, he's getting good and shit. So then I was just like, you know, we've been linking up. He's been linking me to come to his sessions, just sitting there sometimes. Sometimes I'm not doing nothing. Sometimes I'm recording. But we just been around each other and already knew each other. And I was just like, you know what? I see the potential in him. So I'm like, let me just try to guide him and, you know? Sure, man. Definitely. Just like even like with everything going on and all that too and all that, was was it like a very like amazing experience, you know, just like tapping in, like going to these shows and all that? For me, I think like back to becoming YS, I think for me it was like an accomplishment almost because like I said, I'm a lot younger than them, right? So 
you know, like he said, bro, I was out playing professional hockey in a whole different province, living in different places, bumping this music. So I was like, yo, like, I listened to them. There's this track, Way Up. Mm -hmm. I'm about to promo the shit out of that. Mm -hmm. It's called Way Up from back in the day. Find it on SoundCloud. I had that shit before I ever came out. And I was like, I'm gonna do a chat with these guys one day when I start taking music serious. So, you know, and I got the offer, obviously, to... And, like, I always looked at him because he's, like, you know, a local legend, right? Like, every time you ask about him in our ends, people know who he is, right? And I really fought with that sound of music. Like, yeah. that was the lane I wanted to go into. Yeah, so I just kind of watched him and took some guidance from him, like a big brother aspect. Yeah. And then, obviously, yeah. when they gave me the opportunity to wear the letters, yeah, can't say no, right? Yeah, no, 100%. And, like, just, like, even taking in, like, mentorship and all that, it's, like, a hundred, like very important to kind of, like, tap in and like learn and understand like how that business works and all that shit. Sure. like i feel like with a lot of people that has worked with some people and like others it didn't in that sense too so you know i usually ask this a question too so how do you guys value like the importance of friendship like within the music industry do you feel that establishing like these friendships and like getting people on these tracks with your collaborators is necessary or would you have to keep it like strictly like business you know business over friendship and all that uh to be honest like with music, it's like, it's a more, it's like a natural thing. Like sometimes you could build, you can make a lot of my, a lot of the guys I was naming, like we became friends through music. Like, oh, it might've been a DM five years ago that said, yeah, that shit's fire. You put out. And then we just be DMing back and forth here and there. Your shit's fire. This, and then, okay, link up. Let's go to the studio. Okay, yo, my girl's having a party. Come out. And then all of a sudden you become friends and you, you keep making music. But I don't feel like. I feel like friendships make better music if you are friends. You can make better music, but most of the time I feel like you should keep it business if it's business. Uh, you don't need yeah. to be everybody's friend. It's hard to mix the two of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and I think with one example too, I mean, I don't know if you guys like watch like No Jumper, like you notice like that situation with AD, T Rell, and like mm -hmm. Adam 22 and yeah. all that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. do you feel do you feel like sometimes too, like even with uh, business, like you have to kind of make the right decisions to have someone as a friend versus having someone as a business as, partner yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. for sure you got to be able to anyone that you have that is your friend and you're doing business with them and you're doing business with your friend you guys just got to be able to separate the two and know that some decisions are business it may hurt your feelings as his friend or her friend but you got to be able to take it as like no that's a better move business wise, business -wise yeah. he's not meaning it as like oh that's not my friend or that my friend sucks yeah. it just means that business moves better without you or with you yeah. or you know what i'm saying yeah, I'm saying too, man, and we just have, like, some of these, like, other questions uh, left and all that, and I'm just going to get this uh, through and all that, and we'll even have some dope discussions on that. Mm -hmm. You know, music nowadays, too, it's, like, right now the main topic is, like, you know, dissing the dead, you know, right now it's, like, smoking on Tuka and all that, or, Idiotting. you know, crazy. naughty bobbing and all this other, like, foolishness <laughs> and all that, too, crazy. so <laughs> for, like, your opinions, how do you feel about this, like, going on in music uh, and all that? Do you feel like... It's something that has to kind of be halted for a bit, in a sense. I think it's a straight idiot thing. It's it's, it's foolishness, bro. It's like smoking on your smoking on this man, smoking on that man. It's like that man can't even fend himself. You might have got him, you didn't get him. Whatever the situation, he's gone regardless. So you smoking on him, he can't hear you. So you're just <laughs> Yo. irritating other people yeah. that can't hear you. I just feel like it's dumb, bro. It's like it doesn't doesn't prove anything. Doesn't people are. Saying I'm smoking on this guy and never held a gun in their life. You're just somebody's friend. So, like, you never smoked on nothing. You That's what it pisses me off. It's, like, just random yeah. people. It's, like, they're not even in the streets. They just may be somebody in the streets' friend. And it's, like, uh, yeah, I'm smoking on him, too. You never did anything street in your life, buddy. Yeah. So, I don't know what you're on, bud. Uh, no, I'm like, 
Uh, so do you, like, even, like, when you do hear it on a track and all that, too, does it kind of stop you from, like, even, like, listening to that track or that artist? Or does it kind of create that incentive to, like, maybe, like, understand it for a bit and all that? No, nah, it's like, if it's good music, it's good music. If they're saying smoking on this guy and smoking on this guy and it's in a good song, it's like, I guess I'm going to listen to the song still. But, like, yeah. but when it's, like, overly, like, some, some people are just making tracks and niggas are just... Same smoking this, next line is pack your homie, next line is shit. pissing on his grave. Like <laughs> it's not music. It's just a whole lot of you you guys are just taking your DMs to a studio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, not for sure. And who do you think might be to like blame for this? Just like the artists or just the incentive like around it, like the community and all that type of stuff and all that? Yeah. The streets. I don't know who you blame. Like can't blame the can't blame the fans because that's what they they're just consumers. They want yeah. entertainment. They just want to be. They're sitting at home, fucking scrolling in their bed before they go to bed and shit. They just want a little entertainment. They just need a dopamine drop. They want to see some fuckery. So they're always gonna want the worst of the worst because it makes their life entertaining. But like the artists, I guess you could blame the artists that are constantly putting it in their music. But teach their own. I don't know. I don't know if you call those guys artists. But there's some good artists that do say smoking on this, smoking yeah. on that. So, but some of it is wild. Like you remember that Julio and what's his name Beef, the Who I Smoke. Oh, Julio, yeah, that Julio, Julio, no, yeah, crazy. yeah, from Florida. Those yeah. guys, are, yeah. See, it's like American artists do it. It came from Chicago drill. Yeah, that's sure. where it all started. The Chief Keefs, the FBG Ducks, the Lil Dirks, they all came from there, and now everyone's just a follower. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, the whole like Naughty Baba situation. So actually. <laughs> It kind of became a trend right now because um, Fortnite, they actually use that as like a dancing method. That's they don't even know crazy. what's going on in yeah. the internet. It's, it's fucked, bro. Sometimes too, like it has to take like a lot of like understanding to understand these situations and how to kind of prevent it uh, for a bit too and all that. But, Holy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, just like even with Toronto right now, I mean, like the music scene right now, it is like starting to get like a little bit more like better and all that. I mm -hmm. mean, we've had like peak years, like, you know, 2016, 2018, like around those times, like how do you feel about the scene right now at the moment? Do you feel that there should be some changes on where the Toronto like GTA music scene should go to? Fuck, just get back to making good music. Like you know what I'm saying? I feel like a lot of people just got too into like the they see a lot of people getting clout in the city for like the politics and shit. But those guys are getting clout for real politics. I feel like a lot other people are creating politics to try and get that same clout, yeah. and it's just causing a whole lot of foolery and a whole lot of dead niggas for no reason. Yeah. But yeah, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, we've had some like wins uh, for a bit too. I mean, the whole like academics, like live stream and all that mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. I mean, Rolling Loud, like it Big helps dub. like people like get their bands up and all that Big too. Dub. Whether you're performing and all that, um, it also kind of like the whole like clubhouse like sessions and all that mm -hmm. with Keep Six and all that too. Like, I felt like it kind of worked out. So even with those, do you felt like it kind of shed light more on Toronto, or do you feel like there's more time needed to get everyone up and all that? No, that was a lot of. There was a lot of light on Toronto, like from COVID, mid COVID to end of COVID to just about end of last year. Twenty twenty three hasn't been as hot with like the whole academics and everybody, but like yeah, but look at fifty. That yeah, he's here for Presser. Yeah, yeah, fifty. Yeah. But like, I feel like the music scene, it's at like a, it's like, just moving on a little straight line right now. It's yeah. not really going up. It's not really going down. It's just stagnant right now. So it's open. I feel like people just got to get back to making good music and yeah. stop trying to look for the fuckery to get you up. Yeah, no, for sure. Do you ever 
feel like there's like gatekeeping, gatekeeping like the Toronto music scene and all that. Like some people only rock with these ones. Like some shows will only have like these artists and all that too. Or do you feel like it's starting to change for a bit? There definitely was a little bit of gatekeeping, probably I'd say, but like not really. I feel like it's open. Like shows, there's shows. Everyone, there's shows for everyone to get on. There's, it's just who you know at this point, and like how much work have you been putting in for those people to even want to know you? Yeah. No, I'm just too, man. And, you know, usually I ask a lot of people this and all that too, like in terms of mental health and everything too and all that. So how do you guys like deal with like mental health as like artists, like in your position, all that with everything going on on the rise, like everything going by fast and all that? Do you feel like in your life it could be like overwhelming with the stuff going on and all that, you know, with shows, releasing music, all that type of stuff too, and like keeping an image to like the public for people to know you and all that? Yeah, honestly... Bro, it could get it could get rough. It could get rough. Like mental health, like depression is a real thing. Like, like during COVID, like lockdown, can't go shoot no videos, can't can't really do much. Stuck in the house, that shit had like that shit was taking a toll on me. I can't even lie. So like, I take that mental health shit serious because I know it's real. Like, if I didn't make a couple changes, I could have got lost and I probably would have quit music. You know what I'm saying? But. Mental health is a serious thing, bro. Like, I feel like especially in this business, because I wouldn't say like it's hard to make it, but everyone wants to make it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially like it's harder to get looked at where we're from, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. you put all this work and all this bread behind your craft, and it's like, yeah. you know, it's, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? But, you know, you yeah. just got to keep pushing mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Because I know with some people, too, it takes like, you know, 10, 15 years to even get recognized like on For the sure. same level, too, and all that. Mm-hmm. Others, it could be like very easy, but then like it kind of drops down to and all that, like, I was, like, reading this post about, like, Fetty Wap, you know, like, how we had to transition to the streets to kind of get his bread up, but it gave him, like, what, a five, six-year sentence and exactly, all that? Exactly, not mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah. it could take, like, a toll like, on everyone like that. Like, mm-hmm. the biggest artist that kind of made Trap Queen back in 2015 to... Craziest two-year run yeah. ever. And especially, I feel like, when you're putting your whole life, like, I feel like most of our lives on, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. video or on, like, you mm-hmm. really can't go back to do no street shit because... You're on, you know what I mean? Everything's yeah. on video. Like, mm-hmm. that's why you see a lot of these artists, you know, maybe music died out for them. Fetty, perfect example, needed some bread, went back mm-hmm. to his ways. Guess what, brother? You're a fucking superstar. You can't be doing that shit. Yeah, still like, on, you know, in his bank account, he wasn't a superstar anymore. But yeah. you're still Fetty Wap to the yeah. public. Yeah. So you can't be selling, you know what I'm saying? It's just... And, you know, just with these, like, last questions and all that, uh, do you have any, like, regrets of your own? Or do you, like, regret nothing? Nah, no regrets, because, like, at the end of the day, it's like I just take anything that I that we, you would call a regret or think is a regret. I take it as a life lesson. I don't call it a regret because I'm still where I am today, and I'm I like where I am. Who knows if I did something different back? I could be dead right now. I could have blew up. Could have been dead though. Could have you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who knows? So I rather just live life with no regrets, and those were just lessons. I understand too, man. And you know, usually I ask like people this, like you know, before the end of like the podcast or like the interview and all that too. So, like, let's say you have someone from, like, Laval, Quebec, like a shorty, like, working at a strip club at Laval, Quebec, mm-hmm. or, like, a nine-year-old kid, you know, playing video games in Victoria, B.C., that want to find out, like, the hard, the hottest, like, artists, like, from Toronto and all that, too, or, like, the upcoming artists, like, from the city and all that. Young soldiers. So, <laughs> let's say, like, you have to give them, like, free songs and all that. So, out of the two of you and all that, like, which free songs would you give them to recommend to check out and all that? From overall Toronto? No, just from, from your me. yeah, yeah, from, from mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, three songs. Uh, 
Introvert. Um, get to know me. Introvert swiftness. And big house. That's such a versatile um, track. Big house, yeah. I'll give you those three. If someone went and googled those three, after that you have to be a fan. You you have to. You heard all types of shit just now in those three songs. And uh, how about you, man? Probably. Um, I say I just dropped a single called Somebody. I have a remix coming out with a feature. That's probably one of the ones I recommend. I have a song called No Better Too, and then another one called Fame and Fortune. No, for sure, man. And you know, for Solo YS and for all my for One uh, KJ and all that. Uh, so, what do you have going on next? Like, you know, for the end of the year and like for twenty twenty four, like in terms of like music, other creative projects, and so forth. And do you have any like closing remarks you'd like to say? Um, by the time this comes out, No Hook will be out. Run that up. So, run up No Hook. That's that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. And I have a tape, Snakes and Ladders. Come in top of 2024, so stay tuned for that. I got big features on that. I got some big guys from the city on that. So stay tuned. We're not playing 2024. Crazy. Yeah, I got, um, yeah, by the time this come out, I'll have a video drop for somebody featuring K-Tray. All right, y'all go check that out. Um, honestly, I'm just kind of pushing singles right now. You know, I jumped into the game a little bit later, so I don't think it makes sense for me to drop a tape yet because I think they deserve you know, to wait a little more, hear me a little bit more before I drop a project on them. But soon come 2024, I'll drop a project. Oh, true. And, you know, where can they follow you, like, on social media and all that? IG, solo.ys, everything. Um, Twitter, at your boy solo. Um, you can find me on Spotify, all platforms, solo.ys. Yeah. Um, I'm 1kj.ys on every platform that there is. And don't forget to follow Young Soldiers ENT Official. That's the team page. You get updates about all of us, not just me. You get updates about him, Almighty Is, Stunna, everything. You know what I'm saying? Oh, for sure, man. So, okay. yo, Solo YS and 1KJ. Yes, sir. Thank you for pulling through and all that. Big shout out for the 16th episode and all that, too. And, like, you know, Dope Visions and all that, too. Like, 1KJ, we're going to probably do, like, a solo, like, one soon and all that. And kind of get, like, more of your story for a bit, too. But, yo, this is Josh, also known as Yashu, 16th episode so far. Just wanted to say thank you for everyone for watching. Like, even for this one, too, like, when it drops and all that, you'll get it on all platforms, as mentioned, Buzzsprout, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, like, whatever you, like, tap in and all that, too. You know, we're just going to get it started and all that, too. You know, just, like, with more content, with everything else, too. And, you know, we're going to close it off, like, in a big bang either way, too, you know. So I'm just going to say we're just signing off uh, right now. Tap in with 1KJ. Tapping with solo one for us and all that. Yeah, yes, man. No, sir. Sure. No, and yes, sir. Make sure you guys tune into the pod. Yeah, everybody go. Every fucking yeah. party drops. Make sure make you guys sure are listening, go. watching. I'm going to make sure you guys are listening. I'm going to tap in with him and see if my followers been tapping in with him. Stop if fucking not, sleeping. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yo, we're signing off right now. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs>